We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, it's Coach John Cantera. Thanks for downloading and listening to the John Cantera Show. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen and favorite us on the Odyssey app. You can always listen live weekdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. The NFL stars of tomorrow find their new homes tonight. This is the 2023 NFL Draft on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Our 2023 NFL Draft coverage continues here on uh, San Diego's number one sports talk station, 97.3 The Fan. Hope you're enjoying our look at the uh, draft uh, coverage tonight. Braden Suprenant, the coach, John Contera, you guys are uh, well-informed, I must say. And uh, I'm doing my best to keep my head above water here as we get into the uh, middle stages of the first round. The New York Jets are next up with the... 15th overall pick, so we're just about halfway through the first round. Seven of the first 14 players selected out of the uh, powerhouse SEC. There's been uh, three quarterbacks taken so far. Bryce Young with the first pick from Alabama to the Panthers. C.J. Stroud from Ohio State went to the Texans. Anthony Richardson with the fourth pick out of Florida, went to the Indianapolis Colts. I was proud to be part of the global community. And now we'll get the Jets. Go ahead. That Make-A-Wish grants. Well, this young kid was really excited. Day, only a couple days away, I'm joined by Kyle Stickles, a Make-A-Wish kid who battled and overcame bone cancer. Kyle's wish is to announce the first round pick of his favorite team, the New York Jets. I'd like all of you to join me in cheering on Kyle as his wish comes true. The floor is yours, Kyle. Go for it, buddy. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Goodell. It's Jets! Select Will McDonald, linebacker, Iowa State. Let's go! Yeah! Let's go! <laughs> what is he related to? Will McDonald, the fourth, selected by the Jets, announced by the young Make a Wish uh, youngster there, and he was he was really excited to be up on the stage, and uh, he enjoyed his moment in the spotlight. And so Will McDonald is the uh, selection of the Jets guys, and uh, is that a reach if Westwood One doesn't have a? Uh, they don't a have a. They him? don't have a bio on him. They did not have a Will McDonald the Do you want to bio. make one up real quick? Uh, six foot four, two hundred thirty nine pounds, uh, defense outside linebacker at Iowa State. I I had him going to the first round, honestly. And coach, I know coach mentioned his name. Um, you know, before I had him going like late first round. Jets go out there and get him and and help their defense out a little bit more than they. Uh, than they had. I mean, they only need a D-tackle or inside linebacker, and I like the move for Robert Sala and company for the New York Jets, Coach. Okay, a a couple of things here. First of all, they they go after Will McDonald, the the fourth, the the kid I talked about out of Ohio, uh, Iowa State, I should say. 
I think that they wanted to go and originally take an offensive tackle. I think they wanted to take uh, Darnell Wright, the kid out of Tennessee that ended up going to the Chicago Bears. That was the guy that they were really looking for. But then they realized that they needed an edge rusher after Lucas Van Ness went with a 13th overall pick just a, a couple of spots ahead of them. And I'll be honest with you. What is going on with Nolan Smith, the edge rusher from Georgia? He was a projected, you know, top uh, 10, top 12, maybe top 13 guy, and he's fallen. I had Will McDonald, Braden, like you. I had him going a little bit later, you know, towards the tail end of the first round. So this is a little bit of a reach, I would say, because I think Nolan Smith probably graded out better than Will McDonald. But, uh, again, maybe with what they're doing defensively, maybe his uh, strengths and weaknesses uh, add up a little bit better than Nolan Smith. But I think they really, really wanted to take an offensive lineman. I think so, too. I had them taking an offensive lineman coach. I had actually had him, like I mentioned before, taking Broderick Jones, who obviously went one spot in front of him uh, to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who traded up to go get Broderick Jones. So I think that's what took a long time. Obviously, we waited a long time uh, for the Jets. A lot of these teams are picking very quickly, and the Jets uh, took their entire allotment of time and um, you know, we are able to go to break and come back before we got the Jets pick. But, um, you know, I a little bit of a reach for me, and, and I think you bring up a good point with Nolan Smith. I mean, Nolan Smith projected on a lot of mock drafts to be a top-ten pick. Uh, you know, some people had him going to Atlanta, uh, others to, uh, to to Vegas or maybe even to, to Philadelphia at that pick. You know, I think that was before Jalen Carter ended up falling down the list. But, um, you know, the fact that Nolan Smith's still available I think is huge for some of the teams later on in this draft that needs some defensive players, you know, like a Seattle Seahawks that might be able to get him uh, later in this draft, draft as they're up in a couple of picks after they took a, a cornerback. They could end up with a cornerback and an outside linebacker in Nolan Smith. Have yourself a pretty good defensive draft there in the first round, Coach. Well, the Washington Commanders make their first selection in the post-Daniel Snyder era here. Uh, they are the number 16 pick exactly halfway through the first round of the 2023 NFL Draft. We'll see what the Commanders do. Of course, they've turned their quarterback uh, reins over to Sam Howell, who started one game last year, if I recall. I think they beat the Cowboys in the final game of the regular season. But uh, Howell's going to be the guy next year as they have uh, parted ways with Tyler Heineke and uh, Carson Wentz has gone by the way. I said, Carson Wentz, hook up anywhere? Does anybody... Recall? Not, not as of right now. I, I'm not aware of that. Yeah, I don't think so. He has a, he's still looking for employment, but uh, it's amazing how quickly you got to get it when you can in the NFL. Because as soon as it goes against you, boy, they they turn their back on you pretty fast. But uh, this is a, a new beginning for uh, the Washington Commanders and Ron Rivera. Done a nice job there, keeping that that team afloat. While they've had so many issues and problems with ownership and all of that's been uh, highly detailed over the last several years. And uh, somehow Rivera keeps his team focused on the task. And uh, we'll see if the commanders can finally get uh, unleashed now that they're out from underneath Daniel Snyder. But uh, what do you guys have here? Offense, defense, what? The secondary for I, me. I had him taking a cornerback. Um, a corner. They got the I, pick I of the litter. Hey, they got the pick they of the litter. There was about three or four guys they could take here in the in the secondary. I mean, well, this guy Gonzalez has fallen all the way from the way top all the way to sixteen and maybe beyond. Christian I had him Gonzalez. Taking, I had him taking uh, you know Deontay Banks. I think you know Joey Porter Jr. is is available. I think yep. that'd be a big pick. You mentioned Ryan Christian Branch Gonzalez. If you wanted to go with um, safety. You know, I, I I had later on in the draft Emmanuel Forbes. 
potentially yep. being drafted, um, you know, out of he Mississippi State. But um, you know, I, I think uh, we uh, we had the pick uh, just just kind of come in. We uh, don't have the uh, the full audio on it, but we do have the breakdown uh, of who the Washington Commanders ended up picking. Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback, Mississippi State. Levis claps his hands, gets a snap. They set up a screen rush. Intercepted! Intercepted! It's Forbes! And he's going to take it all the way! 40, 30, 20, 10, touchdown! Emmanuel Forbes! Forbes has six career pick sixes, the most in FBS history. Half of them came in the fall, along with 10 breakups and 46 tackles, earning him second-team All-America honors. The ball skills are undeniable, but Forbes is just 166 pounds, so he'll need to bulk up to handle NFL physicality. Oh, got to handle that NFL physicality. (laughs) But uh, I'll tell you one thing, those cornerbacks, I I, I find them to be really among the most amazing athletes in sports. I, I, I don't know how they do it. Sticking up, keeping up with those wide receivers, darting all over the field, and coming up to put hits on running backs and handle the blocks of the pulling guards. I think cornerback's one of the most difficult positions in sports, Coach. Well, there's no question about it. I mean, they're probably the best athletes on the field, to be honest with you. A lot of times, maybe the tight end because he's big, strong, fast, and you know can get up the field and he got good hands and all that. But those cornerbacks, so what they got to go against week in and week out and run, uh, you know, run protection and all that good stuff. But this guy's got he's been a two year starter, and you know at Mississippi State, and you know Mike Leach, of course, passed away, but you know this guy got a lot of work in practice. I mean, he's got great closing speed. There's a lot to like about this guy. I think that, you know, when you look at the defensive backs, I mean, Christian Gonzalez by far and away was the number one defensive back, and I don't know what's going on with him, but he, he's still there. Uh, we saw Witherspoon go. Uh, Joey Porter, probably the third-ranked guy, and then there's Forbes, and after that you got Cam Smith from South Carolina and Deontay Banks uh, from Maryland. So, you know, Forbes went, you know, maybe a couple of spots high, but kind of in the area he was supposed to go. Well, cornerbacks have been uh, certainly, you know, probably the most popular among the most popular choices here. We've had uh, three of them taken already in the first sixteen picks of the draft, and now it's up to the New England Patriots, guys. And you know, they swapped with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know the Patriots. They've been a little, for them. They've been down the last couple of years, but I still yep. always believe in their selection process. Braden, are you still bullish on the Patriots, or have they lost their touch? No, I, I am still bullish on the Patriots. I mean, it's going to be some time to to try to make up the the Tom Brady factor. Uh, not only Tom Brady being on your team, but you know Tom Brady being able to get guys to go play for your team on a on a super discount um, that you see in the NFL, especially with the salary cap. So they're going to have to try to create that on their own uh, and, and trying to build all the way around with their players. Um, I had the Patriots taking an offensive tackle in this spot, but that was before all the offensive tackles kind of flew off the board. I'm very curious to see if they you know try to uh, you know transition into being maybe a picking a, uh, um, a defensive back here or maybe something on their defense uh, you know, to help improve their defense a little bit. I think that would be very intriguing uh, for New England, obviously. But uh, as of right now, we had still yet to uh, get the, the pick. But you know, I, cornerback was their next the highest thing uh, next to uh, offensive tackle. With a lot of offensive tackles off the board and a guy like Christian Gonzalez who has really fallen off the, uh, the top when he was expected to be the first cornerback taken. I mean, that... That might be where the New England Patriots decide to go. Well, with. 
Well, let's not forget uh, Joey Porter uh, Jr.'s uh, available. They they could go secondary, and I think we'd have a hard time criticizing if they went that direction. But how about the receiver uh, out of uh, Ohio State uh, who was supposed to go, you know, somewhere, you know, maybe between, you know, 11 and, and 16 that – uh, Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah, yeah, that that guy. Uh, I could, I could see them going after him. They need some weapons for Mac Jones. I mean, you know, I, you can hear from Patriots fans all the time. He's the most accurate quarterback. You know, with throws over a certain amount. Of, like, I don't really care. He hasn't been able to uh, <laughs> get you too many wins really right, right now. If you want to pick and choose stats, I mean. Well, know, they did the, add the Juju Smith-Schuster in the offseason. Which is good. I mean, they, need so some, they, need, they need something else, though, because before they could win with Tom Brady and, and they didn't necessarily need to load up on, on wideouts and weapons. They've always had the running back by committee that just inc- uh, incredibly frustrated uh, fantasy football owners. They always had a good line, and then they could kind of piecemeal their, their wideout core. But with Mac Jones, you're going to have to give him a little bit more uh, than that two tight end set that they've been He's been he's been working with so a, a receiver would be a, a good find for them as well. But um, you know it's it's very interesting to see uh, what they do. And uh, you know if you want to take take a quick break and come back to the Patriots pick. All right, we'll do that. Come back more draft coverage. We got the entire first round for you. We are halfway through. Sixteen picks down. Sixteen to go. Coach Braden and I we're here for the duration. More NFL draft coverage coming your way on San Diego's number one sports talk station, ninety-seven three, The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to the 2023 NFL Draft on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. All right, doing our best to hold down the fort here during the 2023 NFL Draft, which is live from Kansas City. And our coverage uh, continuing here on 97.3 The Fan, Chris Ello, and along with uh, my two uh, my two experts here, Braden Surprenant and the coach, John Cantera. You guys are doing a, a whale of a job, but what do you say as we get to the midway point of the first round? We bring in a real draft expert we to the, the proceedings. We get the Patriots pick first. First, the, the Patriots pick at 17. Then expert commentary. With the 17th pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the New England Patriots select Christian Gonzalez, defensive back, Oregon. Christian Gonzalez, cornerback, Oregon. On the naked bootleg, he gets free. Now will throw it, pick, intercepted. Down the sideline he comes. Gonzalez still on his feet. Finally to the 30-yard line and out of bounds. Four interceptions, seven breakups, and 50 tackles for Gonzalez in his lone season with the Ducks. The Colorado transfer has all the physical tools, especially the speed to run with receivers. But technique and ball skills desert him at times. All right, there you go. The breakdown on Christian Gonzalez, who is, uh, had been really predicted, widely predicted to go a little bit earlier in the draft than he did. He ends up at number 17 
with the New England Patriots, and now we turn our attention to our real draft expert. I got my uh, I got my cheat sheet right in front of me, guys, and my cheat sheet consists of Eddie Brown's top 100 picks for 2023 out of the San Diego Union Tribune. And Eddie Brown joins us here on 97.3 The Fan. Our draft coverage, Eddie. Thanks so much. How are you enjoying the draft so far? Oh, it's been exciting. It's uh, kind of like Christmas uh, Christmas Day for me, so it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. What uh, what sticks out uh, for you? Anything early on? The maybe the the number three situation with the uh, Texans acquiring the pick from the Cardinals and getting Will Anderson or C.J. Stroud or both or what? What stood out to you? Well, that was that was a big move. That's something I wrote about in the primer. It was uh, something that we put uh, online and had as an exclusive. Uh, if you uh, subscribe to the paper, but that was, I thought that was a possibility that they could move up. I knew they liked Will Anderson a lot. It didn't make sense to me that they would pass on a quarterback, so I kind of like, well, best of both worlds is you go up and you get the you get the number one player on my board, probably the number one player on your board, outside of maybe Bryce Young, and and also Lance Stroud. So I thought that was a great move by the Texans. Um, a lot of a lot of shrewd moves going on. I, I like the Cardinals moving down, then moving back up to get Paris Johnson. That's somebody I had been drafting at three. Uh, I like what the Patriots just did with Kristen Gonzalez. I thought I was a little low on him sliding to them at 14, but they were able to move back and and still get that their guy. So there's a lot of a lot of shrewd uh, deal making happen in the first round so far. Go ahead, Braden, and I'll finish it up with Eddie. Uh, Eddie, I wanted to know a little bit about uh, a couple of players that that kind of fell down the list. I mean, obviously Jalen Carter, we knew about his offseason or uh, issues that he had off the field. Uh, he fell, uh, you know, a significant amount of spots. Um, you know, guys like Peter Skaronsky of, of offensive tackle out of uh, Northwestern, uh, you know, fall significant spots. And then, of course, Christian Gonzalez, who we just talked about, um, you know, just going to the New England Patriots, another guy that had kind of fallen off. Um, obviously, it's a lot different. Everybody's board is different, but you know, why do you think these three players uh, fell, and do you think they fell uh, further further than uh, what was expected uh, going into tonight? I think Gonzalez was kind of the bigger surprise for me, even though I did have him going down a little further than everybody else. I think everybody had the the top two corners, what people perceived as the top two corners, going off the board in the top seven picks, um, either to uh, Detroit and Las Vegas. Or, you know, some people thought maybe to Seattle, although I didn't really think that was going to happen because that was something that was surprised that, you know, they normally don't take corners that high. But that was them, I think, staying true to their board because, well, Anderson was off the board and so was Richardson. And those were two players I thought they were targeting. Um, Carter, you know, it's been well, uh, the story's been told, you know, everything he's been dealing with uh, off the field with, with, with the speeding and the reckless driving. And also he had a terrible pro day. Clearly it was like a week after all of that broke. Um, and also some just maturity issues that's come out about, uh, you know, he's, 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 he's kind of like an Allen Iverson in practice, <laughs> you know, he's a little bit of a savant on the field, but, um, doesn't really, you know, kind of, kind of has a, a motor that is, you know, goes half speed sometimes. And, and I think ending up in Philadelphia was a great place for him because he has uh, two former mentors in Gordon Davis and Kobe Dean, um, who are already there that were drafted by the Eagles last year. Um, I think that, like I said, um, Skaronsky is really just basically based on his, his arm length. You know, people are questioning whether he can be tackled in the NFL. My point is he kind of reminds me of Zach Martin. Zach Martin can play any position in the NFL. I think Skaronsky is that talented. Um, I don't think he fell. I, I think if he would have fell past the Titans there, I think that would have been him dropping. Um, but he could have easily gone, you know, anywhere from the Raiders at seven all the way down. But Gonzalez falling all the way back and being the third corner off the board, I think that's been a surprise. 
All right. I want to remind everyone, Eddie's going to join me tomorrow on our regular uh, talk show between uh, 10 and uh, 2 tomorrow. He'll join us uh, right about 1235. And, Eddie, I'm going to tell you in advance, make sure you've had lunch. Make sure you're hydrated. Cause, man, I'm going to I'm gonna fire a bunch of questions <laughs> at you. I'm going, to, I'm going to be nice right now and, and quick because I know we want to get back to the draft and you got work to do, and we'll look forward to reading everything in uh, tomorrow morning's paper. Um, my, my question to you right now the Chargers, they've got a pick coming up here in, in a couple of spots. There's plenty of good football players. I mean, there, there's some guys who are supposed to go higher in this draft. I mean, I'm looking at that wide receiver out of Ohio State right now. Uh, he hasn't gone yet. Uh, Jackson Smith, uh, Nigba. Uh, I know you had him going, you know, kind of the middle of the first round. A lot of people had him middle of the first round. He's still on the board. Is that a possibility? What do you got for the Chargers coming up here in a couple of picks? Yeah, I think it's probably going to definitely be a weapon for, for Justin Herbert. Um, I, I, I kind of was sneaky thinking maybe one of the running backs would be there for them, uh, considering everything that's going on with Austin Eckler. Um, but, yes, Jackson Smith and Jigba would fall right into their lap. I think Jordan Addison would be a great pick out of USC. He has a connection there. The receivers coach is, is helped recruit him at Maryland and then actually moved to Pittsburgh and got him to land and come to Pittsburgh. So there's a history there. Uh, I think that would work. And I think Michael Mayer, if he stays on the – uh, on the board, I think he's, he's a possibility there, t- there, too. So there's a lot of weapons still available, and I think they'll have their pick, considering um, it's only a couple picks to go. Appreciate it. Uh, you know, get back to work, but uh, thanks for all the insight. Uh, I tell you one thing, man. You got your hands full dealing with the coach, John Cantera, on that show tomorrow. <laughs> I know he's going to be coming after you, but uh, we appreciate the, the, the insight and all your great stuff on the radio. Thanks so much for being with us. I appreciate it, guys. I'll get a solid eight tonight. I'll, I'll be ready. There we go. All right, Eddie Brown from the Union Tribune, and uh, I'll tell you one thing. I, you know, everyone was asking Chris, "What was your, uh, what, what did, what did, did you prepare for the draft show?" I said, "Yes, I read Eddie Brown's story on the top 100 guys. I'm ready to go." That gets you more prepared than Todd McShay or Mel Kiper. I think yeah. so. I've Absolutely. Been ready to, I've been, I've been feeling like I know all these guys. Uh, we had a couple of picks while we were uh, talking to Eddie there, so let's get you caught up. I think we left off at Christian Gonzalez to the Patriots at number 17, the cornerback. At number 18, the Detroit Lions selected a linebacker out of Iowa, Jack Campbell. Uh, a little bit off the radar, so much so that we don't have a bio on Jack Campbell. Uh, so uh, we'll talk about him in just a moment. But in the meantime, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have drafted at the number 19 spot, and they have taken University of Pittsburgh defensive tackle Kalijah Cansey. Kalijah Cansey, defensive tackle, Pitt. Cansey is the Panthers' first unanimous All-America since Aaron Donald. He had seven and a half sacks while also earning ACC Defensive Player of the Year honors. Cansey lacks ideal size and length, but makes up for that with elite explosiveness, a nonstop motor, and multiple pass rush moves. Well, that's pretty good company to be in anytime you're the last to do something since Aaron Donald. So, uh... Elijah Kantz will have a lot to live up to there with the Tampa Bay Bucks with the 19th pick. The Seattle Seahawks are next with number 20, and their should, uh, pick should be in shortly. But, Brayden, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about what the Lions did with their second first-round pick. Now, the Lions had already taken running back Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama with the 12th pick. At 18, Jack Campbell from Iowa, and uh, a little bit of a surprise to you. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know the, uh, the 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 logic on that. I mean, I'm sure he's a great, <laughs> I'm sure he's going to be a great player, Chris. But like to me, again, it's all about 
you know, when you draft these guys and at, at certain spots, I'm always a big believer in in drafting best available and getting guys and or getting the more bang for your buck. I mean, a guy like Jack Campbell, uh, not necessarily high on a lot of people's uh, rankings. A guy that he probably could have got in the uh, in the second round and, and probably uh, a lot further if you look at a guy like Jack Campbell. I mean, we didn't even have um, you know a bio on him. I mean, he's not even like the uh, the second ranked. Uh, Iowa Hawkeye on the list. I mean, if you you start scrolling down through some of these rankings that you know the so-called experts put out, I mean, it, you have to go a very long way before you run into Jack Campbell, uh, you know, a linebacker out of Iowa. So I thought, you know, not to say he's a bad player, but I feel like if you're you're Detroit, you could get somebody else and get Jack Campbell later. Uh, and same thing with Jameer Gibbs. I mean, I I think Coach and I agree that Jameer Gibbs is, is going to be a hell of a football player at the next level, especially what he could do in the passing game on top of running. But, um, you know, I, I just feel like they could have got him at 18 and could have got an even better player ab- above. They could have got a corner, which they need. Um, you know, remember they traded Jeff Okuda. They could have got one of these corners that fell, a, a Christian Gonzalez, um, you know, at number 12 and then go back and get Jameer, um, uh, and, and get Jameer Gibbs at 18. Instead, they get Jack Campbell, who's ranked, you know, in the 50 and 60s in the, in the top 100 prospects, a guy you could get in the second round. I just, I feel like they've reached on both their picks. I don't know if you guys agree with that or not. Well, I the, don't. The let Jack- me just, let me duck one quick thing on Jack Campbell. He was a Butkus Award winner, though, coach, and that always sticks out in my mind. Well, you know, I, I think when you look at the linebacking core, I'm not sure the linebacking core is. You know, uh, the best I've seen in, in recent memory. I mean, Trenton Simpson, the linebacker out of Clemson, a lot of people had him, you know, maybe the number one linebacker. And Jack Campbell actually was rated uh, fairly high, but, you know, uh, some people had him as a first rounder. Some had him, as Braden said, second round, you know, maybe top 10 in the second round. But, you know, the guy's got some ability. He's got an interesting size at 6'5. 245 maybe he can play you know if they want maybe they can play him out on the outside and be a a little bit of a rusher i I don't know what their game plan is with him i am a little surprised he got taken there i but sometimes you know braden this draft has gotten a little bit goofy and normally you want to take the best available player but some of these teams that they need a certain position so badly, and they're starting to kind of look and say, "Well, that guy may not be there in the second round when we pick. We better get him now." And and sometimes it works. Sometimes it turns out to be a complete and utter uh, failure. I mean, they hit on two of their needs. They need a running back and an inside linebacker. But they have three second round picks. They picked the third pick in the second round, the 17th pick in the second round, the 24th pick in the second round. I just think you could get Jack Campbell somewhere in the second round and then get additional first round type talent if you really think Jack Campbell is one of those guys and then you're going home with you know maybe three first round type draft picks if you really think Jack Campbell's that high Jack and Campbell get him in the second round mark my words guys Jack Campbell's going to be the next Zach Thomas there you go. There you go. Led the nation well, I, in tackles this year. I mean, I, I'm not I saying like he's a bad player, that. but I feel like he could get somebody else and Jack Campbell. I just, I'm I don't just, get the. Get I'm the giving reach you a hard time, Braden, and I have no idea. Zach Tom, the Dolphin. That's the second Dolphins reference out of uh, <laughs> well, the Dolphins don't Dolphin have, over here. Dolphins have no picks today, so, so I have to throw a couple. Of, somehow, I have to throw a couple of references in somehow. The Seattle Seahawks are going to have the next pick at number twenty. The Seahawks have already drafted once. Tonight, they had the number five overall pick, and they selected cornerback Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois. Uh, pretty big-time selection for Seattle there in the number five spot. Now they come back at number 20. 
Seahawks coming off a season in which they went nine and eight. Uh, they were right there uh, for a playoff spot in the NFC. And uh, so to have two number one picks coming off a of berth in the playoffs, Geno Smith was a, a, a revelation, Coach. I mean, come on. I, nobody had that predicted last year, right? No, and you know what? To his credit, think about all the trials and tribulations he's been through in his career. And for him to have such a great year and earn that big contract, and I know it, you know, I, by, by most standards, it's a team friendly contract. But you know what? It says a lot about who he is and what type of character he has. I mean, he's been a backup after, you know, failing early in his career as a starter. I, uh, there's a real uh, sign of a, a guy that the game probably means something to, and a lot of great perseverance over you know a, a lot of tough times uh, throughout the course of his career. But he's hung with it, and and more power to him. All right, well, Geno Smith, does he get a uh, does he get somebody to throw the ball to, Braden? Uh, Seattle already went with defense. What do they do here in the second uh, selection in the first round? Well, I had. Uh... I had them taking the defensive end um, in in Miles Murphy at this spot, um, you know, just kind of loading up on on defense, um, you know. But you know, maybe they get a weapon for a guy like Geno Smith. Maybe they go out and get a a, a receiver. They still we, got DK Metcalf uh, and Tyler do. Lockett, right? Yeah, I mean, you so can they're get, they're you, all right you there. Get another guy. I mean, yeah. it's Kenneth good. Walker takes over running back. Our guy Rashad Penny goes on to the Eagles and. Uh, We'll see what the uh, Seahawks, but the Seahawks were definitely a surprise last year. Nobody had them going to the playoffs, and they ended up in the playoffs. So, well, they thought as soon as Russell Wilson was gone, the the magic was gone, right? I right, mean, and they actually did better without him than uh, you know yeah. than Denver did with him. So, yeah, I think it's interesting where they're drafting. I mean, I had Jackson uh, Smith uh, Nigma at uh, you know going to the Chargers the next pick. So, you know. I don't know uh, where he's at at this, and you know, I, I no think wide receivers have been taken. I, yet. And I and I got no. it's funny. I got Jackson Smith, Zay Flowers, and Jordan Addison all going to the Chargers, Ravens, and Vikings back to back to back. So I don't know if if you're about to get a, a receiver run, but you know, you're in the you're in the range of teams now that are that need receivers, and this is to me a, a spot where you can get receivers. Teams that are playoff contenders and just need an extra weapon here or there, I think that's a good spot to draft a receiver instead of wasting a top ten pick on a guy unless the guy's, you know, Megatron or something like that. He's Calvin wow. Johnson. But um, you know, we should be getting a, a pick shortly, still waiting on uh, Westwood one, but um, you know, I'm really curious to see who the Seahawks pick. Yeah, Nigba, you know, probably the best receiver in this draft. I think your guy from TCU, Johnston's uh uh, a really solid player. Jordan Addison, I think what Eddie said, I, I'm maybe buying into that. We'll see if Tom Telesco buys into it, that uh, the, the coach uh, that's now with the Chargers, uh, you know, recruited him to Maryland, and we'll, we'll see uh, see where that goes when they pick here. All right. The local girls flag players who are pioneers in flag football growth. These young men and women embody the NFL values of respect, integrity, resiliency, and responsibility to their teams. Congratulations on your accomplishments and your academic and football careers. Now to make the selection, please welcome Bethany Yoribe. Go ahead, Bethany. With the 20th pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Seattle Seahawks select Jackson and Jigba, wide receiver, Ohio State. 
Jackson Smith in Jigba, wide receiver, Ohio State. Looks right, looks left, throws long on the right side toward the end zone, ball in the air. Caught Jackson it. Smith in Jigba's got it! Yeah. Touchdown, Jackson Smith in Jigba! We barely saw Smith in Jigba last fall thanks to a hamstring injury. In 2021, there were 95 catches, 1,600 yards, and a three-touchdown Rose Bowl. He lacks the speed to run past defenders or do much damage after the catch. But Smith in Jigba has short hands and is super tough over the middle. I will say one thing about Jackson Smith and Jigba, guys. In all of my time watching college football, I don't think I've ever seen a guy have a better game than he had in the Rose Bowl a couple years ago against Utah. 15 catches, three touchdowns, 347 yards, Coach. I never heard of anything quite like that. Now, obviously, that that Rose Bowl, Ohio State sat out Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, but Smith and Jigba made himself a lot of money that day. Yeah, he certainly did. And again, last year he only played uh, in three games, sixty-two snaps last year. But all of his workouts were good, and you know, all all you needed to see was that tape of that game that you're talking about right there. And you're going to line up. Uh, I'm I'm a little surprised he's still on the board. To, uh, and go as deep in the first round. And most people had him going, you know, anywhere from twelve to maybe sixteen. That's a that was a hell of a receiving core in twenty twenty. There, Chris, not the bad. They had Marvin Harrison Jr. too, and yep. Chris Olave, and, and yeah, Olave and uh, and Wilson, and then uh, Smith and Jigba gets in the Rose Bowl because Olave and Wilson sat out the game. And this guy comes in and goes for 347 yards. And I know that they said in the little clip there that Njigba doesn't have the speed to do anything after the catch. He sure did a lot after the catch in that game. He had a 50-yard touchdown, he had a 57-yard touchdown, and he had a 30-yard touchdown. So we'll see. It's a, well, it's a different game a in the pro. It's a different game in the pros. But I'm just saying for one day, nobody was ever better than this guy. Yeah, he runs a four-five-four. I mean, it's not like you know he's a slowpoke. No, I wouldn't think so. I, I would, wouldn't think so. I would imagine you might see a run of receivers here. Okay, so I mean, we have we haven't seen the next pick yet, but I know Zay Flowers was a popular pick for the Chargers um, in a lot of different mock drafts. Uh, Jordan Addison, obviously the, the USC product. I think that would probably be a better uh, better move for the Chargers in terms from a, from a marketing standpoint. And you know the way the Chargers operate, coach. That uh, they they're trying to be everything about LA as possible. Um, you know, so star why not, power. Why not draft the guy that played at the Coliseum uh, for his college? Well, then ball? I think you got to go with the quarterback, Will Levis. He's available here. Oh yeah, he's so LA, Chris. <laughs> so LA, Chris. I'm just giving you guys a the marching crazy and chowder society. Of Will Levis. They haven't selected this poor guy. He's sitting in the, he's still sitting in the draft room. But uh, we know the Chargers aren't going to take a quarterback. They're they're pretty good at the quarterback. Unless they're going to take Will right Levis now. to save money in a Dean Spanos uh, special, huh? Dean Spanos move here. Yeah, we're going to have Richard in Paradise Hills rioting with us. Dude, then, <laughs> he tomorrow. won't be happy. Where's Richard in Paradise Hills? I don't know. We got the Chargers tomorrow? pick here. 21st pick. In the 2023 NFL Draft, the Los Angeles Chargers select Quinton Johnston, wide receiver, TCU. Quentin Johnston, wide receiver, TCU. Max retreats, throws it underneath, catches made by Quentin Johnston. Got to make a man miss, and he does, and here he goes. Now the right-hand sideline, Quentin Johnston in a full sprint, 
for 76 yards. Johnston is big and fast and can score any time he touches the football. The 6'3", 208-pound Horn Frog was a two-time first-team All-Big 12 selection. Scouts do see some inconsistencies in his game, and he only caught six touchdowns last season, but big downfield targets are few and far between. Good for quitting. That's a large Horn Frog. Quinn Johnston, six catches, 163 yards, and a touchdown in that famous semifinal game last year when your Horn Frogs, Braden, knocked off the Michigan Wolverines. you got to be happy to see your TCU guy go. Absolutely, especially since they didn't invite him to the draft because they didn't think he's going to be a first-round draft pick. So I'm glad that NFL got to eat that as he uh, watches it at uh, David Buster's <laughs> Not that Braden's holding it against the league or anything. I mean, anything. come on. The guy was expected to be a number one, uh, a first-round draft pick throughout yeah. the entire offseason. And then right before the draft, they're like, well, we don't think you're going to be a number one. We're not going to think you're... We don't think you're going to be a first-round pick, but we think Will Levis is. So we're going to invite Will Levis to the draft and not... Quinton Johnson. He's Johnston's a great, great football player. Um, you know, obviously with his size, he's a lot faster than people think with his size. I think you could see that in that the highlight that they played on his big touchdown run against Michigan. I mean, just just some speed that is is very, you know, it, it's 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 a it's a level of speed that you don't expect out a guy that big. I think it's a, he's a huge target. Um, he might not have the stats last year as opposed to the year before, but. You know, in his junior season or the season before, I think maybe it was a sophomore year. Um, you know, when TC was about five hundred, I mean, he was he was out. He was a man playing with boys in most of the competition he was playing against. I think it's a good fit for the Chargers. I think they needed uh, a receiver like Quinton Johnston, and you know, I think that's a big big pick by uh, Tom Telesco, who has notoriously had really good drafts. I can't wait, Chris, to see uh, Braden come in to work with his Charger jersey yeah, that's and Johnston not on the back. <laughs> Absolutely not. Huh? He's, yeah, in, he's happy yeah. right now, yeah, Coach. We were talking about the Marching and Chowder Society. Well, uh, Quentin Here's Johnson, his guy. Marching and Chowder Society, right there with Mr. Sopranin. Yeah. I love, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rep Quentin Johnston, but I'll never put anything Chargers on my body ever again. Hey, uh, l- let me talk about him a little bit. Uh, he's a really talented kid. There's no question. he got to catch the ball better, though, for me. He lets the ball get to his body. He's got to use his hands a little bit more. I think he could be dynamite in the red zone. He's 6'4". You know, I don't know, 210, 215, somewhere in that neighborhood. I think he's going to be a damn good player if the Chargers don't screw him up. Which is very possible. That never happens, guys. I think he's in good hands with the Chargers organization. I think everybody within the sound of my listening voice will agree with that <laughs> and 100%. The, the last horn Frog they had kind of worked out for him. So. Not bad, right? Yeah, number five bad. out of college. Yeah, I recall him. Ended up wearing number 21. One. I uh, I thought Quentin Johnson would get drafted a little bit later. I thought he would get picked maybe maybe by Buffalo late first round, especially after how all the mock drafts had him kind of falling off the list. Um, that's a good spot for him. The fact that he's the number two receiver picked, I think, is huge. Um, you know, not only for Quentin but the program at TCU and uh, fired up for Quentin Johnson to get drafted in the first round. And we'll see how many Horn Frogs get drafted uh, throughout the draft. That's what I'm going to be paying attention for. It's funny, Coach and I were discussing this, Chris. As you know, lifelong San Diegans that don't really have an NFL team anymore. You know, we don't root for the the, the favorite animal that we had growing up, like you do. But um, <laughs> you know, it's it's just a different it's a different type of watching the draft now. Whereas before, all I would care about is what the Chargers draft, and right. now I'm really more interested in seeing where all the TCU Horn Frogs go, and I'm interested in seeing where a lot of these college football players 
end up going after watching them play over the last three or four years in college football. That that kind of difference between being an NFL fan watching the NFL draft and that college football fan watching the NFL draft. Yeah, it's interesting uh, not having uh, the same connection to the Chargers as we once did. I mean, uh, everything was about the Chargers pick, and now it's just one of the first 21 that have been made so far in the NFL draft today. Quentin Johnson to the Chargers. We go to a quick break. We still have 10 picks in the first round. Stick around for more NFL draft coverage on 97.3 The Fan. The offensive line better be a lot better. Welcome back to the 2023 NFL Draft on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Baltimore Ravens select Zay Flowers, wide receiver, Boston College. Zay Flowers, wide receiver, Boston College. Play nature, Kovic rolls right, looking down the middle of the field. He aims for Flowers, who's out there, and he makes the catch miraculously. Touchdown, Boston College. What a grab by Zay Flowers. He's the eagle in the end zone. Flowers' final season at BC included career highs in catches, yards, and touchdowns, making him the program's all-time leader in each category. Flowers plays bigger than his frame, is quick off the line, and does damage after the catch. He might drop too many passes, but the playmaking negates that. All right, Zay Flowers goes to the Baltimore Ravens, where he will indeed have Lamar Jackson throwing passes to him. Jackson and the Ravens reached agreement on that five-year contract today, $260 million, by the way, for Lamar Jackson. And now, along with that, he gets himself a new wide receiver in Zay Flowers. And uh, our guy, Braden Suprenant, on the money here, Coach, said there'd be a run of uh, wide receivers coming up after that first one was taken. Uh, Smith and Jigba with the 20th pick, and guess what? Three in a row now on the wide receivers. Braden, nice job. Thank you. That was the actually... The only one of three picks on my mock draft the first round I hit. I had Zay Flowers of the Ravens uh, at this pick. But uh, the receiver run is right now, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings did the exact same thing and, and, and maybe draft Jordan Addison next. Yeah, Make it four Addison, in a row, huh? Yeah. Well, Addison could go because he's uh, probably the fourth-rated receiver. But uh, for me, he wasn't the same player. He had some injuries at USC, and I don't know what was all going on. I know he had a little bit of a hamstring, but you know, if he'd have come out a year ago, he'd have probably been a, a very high, uh, you know, maybe a top ten, top twelve pick when he was coming out of Pittsburgh as a Blitnikoff Award winner. But you know, as far as Zay Flower, four year starter at Boston, not a real big guy, five nine, about one seventy, elite speed though at four three two. Another guy that you know has to catch the ball a little bit better, but he did leave with all the different uh, career records in receiving and yardage and uh, touchdowns, all that good stuff, and a talented guy, but, you know, a lot like uh, Johnson, got to do a little bit more, uh, 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 a better job of uh, catching the football, especially in the NFL. I mean, you can't have guys dropping passes in the NFL. Not no, an elite can't level. can't afford to drop any in the NFL. Uh well, we're coming up on the, uh, boy, I tell you, it's flying along, guys. We've got, uh, nine picks left in the first round and, uh, Baltimore Ravens get their wide receiver. Minnesota Vikings, our guy Kevin O'Connell coming off a very successful first season there as a head coach of the Vikings and we'll see what they do here. I, 
You know, I mean, you look at who's available. Tight ends are uh, up near the top of the board right now. Braden, Dalton, Kincaid of Utah, Michael Mayer of Notre Dame. Nolan Smith, the uh, edge rusher from Georgia. Coach talked about him being a top 10 possibility. He's fallen all the way down here. He's still not picked in the number 24 slot. And uh, Joey Porter, Jr., cornerback. Vikings need some defense, right? I mean, they, they scored plenty last year. They couldn't stop anybody, though, Coach. Hey, our buddy Eddie Brown actually had Minnesota taking Will Levis. Yeah? I saw Will Levis here, and I also saw a Hendon Hooker here on a couple uh-huh. of mock drafts. So, so you guys think it's time to... a little to, high. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I just You think it's time to put a little pressure on Kirk Cousins there? Well, I mean, I think Kirk Cousins for the... Or the uh, the Vikings is exactly what they expect. I mean, he get he wins games the regular season, gets you to the playoffs. But I just I don't feel like he's going to get you to a Super Bowl championship. Oh, I'm agreeing with you. I'm I just, just I feel like you know I, he's 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 taking the Vikings as far as he could take the Vikings because you know I I don't I don't I just don't think he's a he's a solid NFL quarterback, but I don't I don't view him as a as a perennial, you know, Super Bowl contender, and I, he's probably one of the holdbacks that the Vikings have on top of not being able to start anybody. You know, Ke- Kevin Stop O'Connell anybody. is an offensive guy, and he'd probably love to have Jordan Addison, but they ought to go after uh, the the cornerback, uh, the kid uh, I believe uh, still on the board, Joey uh, Porter. Joey Porter. Jr. Well, they could go Joey Porter, or they could go the kid out of South Carolina, Cam Smith. Well, they, the Vikings would be. I mean, I don't know that one player changes everything. Because, I mean, you know, everybody focuses so much on the first-round pick, and they say, well, they need defense, and why they select offense? You can select offense here and then get defense with your next six picks and say, well, we addressed our defense with all of our second, <laughs> third, fourth-round, fifth picks, et cetera. But, um, you know, we'll see. The Vikings, remember, the, you know, Adam Thielen, they let him go. Uh, that other wide receiver spot, Jalen Rieger, was not much of an addition last year coming over. That trade did not work out well for for Minnesota, KJ Osborne, is he ready to step up and start? Maybe they, maybe they will go with another wide receiver to to. And, and they have to hit on this Kevin too. O'Connell another weapon. They only got five picks, so they're gonna. Well, they, they, don't have, Adam, they don't have. Adam a second Thielen. Round Remember, pick. they they let him go, so maybe they'll go after Jordan Addison. But I also think they could go secondary. All right. Well, we'll see shortly with the Vikings, but uh, they... it's their only pick for the next two rounds because they don't have a second round pick. Okay. Well, that's just saying. They better make it work. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. The pressure's on the Vikings. I'm just glad the Vikings didn't draft the TCU Horn Frog because the last two times they've done that, it's just not been good. Well, the last they? time. Who were they? Well, I had Jeff Gladney. Rest in peace. He was a good kid. You know, got got himself into some some bad trouble. Oh boy. Um, but he, um, you know, he was starting to come back at the end. But him and then, you know, and then you mentioned he, they didn't draft Rieger, but Rieger wasn't very good for him, them either. No. He wasn't really yeah. good in Philly either. No, he wasn't very good for no. Philly. Didn't they make a straight up swap for him? Yeah. Well, that's see, that's the thing with uh, that's nervous about TCU receivers is they haven't really developed well. I mean, Jock Doss, uh, um, uh, Josh Dotson was arguably one of the best receivers in college football when he played for TCU, and he didn't do anything for Washington. Um, and then you go look at Jalen Rieger, first round draft pick, uh, was a bust for Philadelphia. So maybe that's the uh, the the nervousness on. On Quinton Johnston, I mean, the track record for TCU receivers hasn't been very good, um, whereas offensive linemen for TCU has really done extremely well, which you would think a team from the Big 12 that scores a lot of points would have better receivers than they have offensive linemen, but they actually produce some of the best offensive linemen in the National Football League and probably the worst uh, at developing receivers. 
Well, Coach, uh, it's your pick. Who are you picking for Kevin O'Connell? Mm, I'm going to go with I the think, SC guy. I think I'm going to go with the SC guy, yeah. You guys are both going with the wide receiver. Yeah, I yeah, think so. I, I like Jordan Addison. I would just... You know, he got off to a good start last year. Then he was hurt, and he'd play a game, and then he'd be out another game. And I, I was a little disappointed, I guess, because I like to watch SC play, and they had Caleb Williams, and I, I thought they'd have been a lot more dynamic. Not that Jordan Addison could play in the secondary and, and make a tackle against Utah, but it would have been uh, nice <laughs> if he could have played the entire year and seen what kind of numbers he could have put up. I got to tell you, that was, the worst, that was the worst tackling game I've ever seen. Nobody it, on that SC team. College football tackle. history. I got news for you. That'll be the worst tackling game you ever see yeah it was really 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 bad i could have got i could have got 11 <laughs> drunks out of my dad's old bar and tackled better than man that. that's why utah doesn't recruit players that sc recruits i think yeah. they displayed that in the championship game yeah, yeah that, that, was, was that was hard to believe that was the worst defensive performance ever that's a big run I mean, that's see they used to be let legendary defensive players and i don't know what that was last ronnie year. lott must not have been a happy man they look like a seven on seven team. only thing i can tell you is they better use that nil money on defense this year yeah exactly yeah i think that uh they did they turned the offense around pretty good that quarterback's pretty good at usc yeah he sure is. coming back for another year uh all right the vikings pick uh, is in we'll get the announcement here shortly before we get to the top of the hour and then uh We'll be uh, getting set, not not really to wind it down. We still got a little ways to go. You know, as fast as they've gone, guys, it's still been three and a half. It's going to be a good three and a half hours. Hey, I'll tell you what, I couldn't spend uh, more enjoyable three and a half hours with two guys like you. Let me we are having a, a ball. Night. We are more having a guy ball. One on what a else? Thursday night. As Marv Levy used to say, where else would you rather be? Having the time oh, of my life. Great, man. You know what? I would have been all irritated. I'd have been sitting at home here. If we didn't do this draft show, I'd be watching the draft, and I'd be all irritated because we weren't doing the draft. I agree. I'd That's be right. doing the exact same thing. All, and all we would and I would be sitting at home show. not watching the draft if we weren't doing this. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's the difference between you guys Gotta be playing and softball. Me. Yeah, be watching a recap of Michael Jordan hitting a 15-foot jumper. That's right. Hey, maybe here you guys go. are going to hit one Let's here. Let's go to the podium. 23rd pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Jordan Addison, wide receiver, USC. Jordan Addison, wide receiver, USC. He's going to throw it long. Does. Caught by Addison at the 20. Stays on her feet. He'll go all the way. One play, 75 yards. Touchdown, USC, Jordan Addison. Addison is dangerous inside and out. He's a polished pass catcher with experience in two systems. Two years ago at Pitt, he won the Bolitnikoff Award as the nation's top receiver with 100 catches and 17 scores. Lacking elite size and speed, some don't see Addison as a true number one receiver. How about that? It's two picks in a row, Chris. You guys are rolling right now. Not only two picks in a row that you guys have gotten right, but four straight wide receivers just when you said there would be a run on wide receivers. Man, we got the two uh, we got the two experts right here. Who That's needs right. all I got a question Blind here. I, I, need, I need some confirmation on this. You know, I'm watching all these guys, you know, all for years and years. These guys are always dressed to the the, the nines, okay? Uh, where do they get these where do they get these threads? 
Well, now they got NAL money. They well, can not just only go that, out they, get the, they get the. But did they, they actually go out, or did these companies come to them and say, "Hey, we know you're going to be a first round draft pick. What would you like to wear on draft night?" And do they make these clothes for them? How do these guys get all these nice looking uh, duds they're wearing? Well, yeah. you're at, you're asking two of the best fashion experts I know, Coach. This question, me and Braden Soprano. And I'll give Braden a crack at answering. Well, they they definitely do that. Have you not? You guys not watch, especially out of all. Chris should probably know. Have you watched uh, Full Swing on Netflix? Has uh, Scraby talked it, to you about it? Some of it, yeah. And you never remember the, the part where Nike's talking with uh, Colin Morikawa and picking out his outfits and trying to gauge his interest on what he wants to wear and what he wants to show off? Have you seen that episode yet? I, have, I guarantee don't think you, I've seen that yet, but I'm sure, you're, I'm sure these, you're right. All these companies are doing the exact same thing with it's all the It's just like they do with the Academy Awards. I yeah. mean, they dress these people. They're just so, like, hey, I, do you want to see this? Somebody yes. dress me. I like these clothes these guys are wearing. You gotta get it, you gotta Did you like Jordan Addison's staff. white? Uh, sunglasses, uh, white frame yeah, sunglasses, sunglasses there. He's got that kind of pinkish type suit. Looks pretty doggone good. I'd, pretty like to see, I'd like to see Coach wear that exact same outfit at the next uh, live remote. The I can pink see suit with the white sunglasses. I can see Viking fans, really true dyed-in-the-wool Viking fans right now going, really? Another receiver? Another offensive weapon? <laughs> like Skull. Kevin O'Connell is just going to try and outscore everybody. Skull. That's all you can do. If you can't play defense, man, you got to try to outscore them. Yeah, God, right. they have the, they had, they, their defense was just awful last year, and they, they don't address it, at least not with the first pick. Sounds but. like to me they need to work a lot on on onside kicking and training camp. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> to score and get the ball back. They're the only ones at the NFL meetings that uh, are trying to put in the XFL rule for kickoffs for going for on fourth and twelve to get the ball back. Just keep the ball. Keep yeah. the ball. Hey, you know what? You know what? I, you know I know Kevin very well. I've known him since he was a kid at La Costa Canyon, and and I'm very happy for him. I'm happy for his family. He's a good kid. He's always done things the right way, and I was very happy to see all the success he had last. Week. Oh yeah, I was rooting for him all the way, without question. Chris right. got a trade. All right, we'll get to trade in a minute. You want to do it now before no, the top? To, we can go to break. All right, we'll take a quick break. We've got uh, eight picks left in the first round. A trade ahead of that, so we'll uh, let you know what's going on when we come back. Top of the hour, quick break, then more of the 2023 National Football League draft here on 97.3 The Fan. Hey, it's Coach John Cantera. Thanks for downloading and listening to the John Cantera Show. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen and favorite us on the Odyssey app. You can always listen live weekdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.